0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, we take a heartwarming journey with the story of a young boy who uses sweet treats to form an unlikely friendship with the mysterious alien creature that needs help reuniting with his family. No, we're not discussing E.T. Hops and Box Office Flops. Welcome back. This is our 204th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. We are the Internet's premier podcast for bad movies and mostly good beer. Tonight, we continue our look at flops that make you say WTF with a movie that many people regard as the worst thing ever made. 1988's Mac and Me. I am your dancing teddy bear host, Bling Blake, and along with me tonight for this trek through a 100-minute-long commercial are our resident fast-food aficionado, Chumpzilla. You know what I feel like? A Big Mac. Man, the kid's psychic. <laughs> and the cop that shoots at kids in wheelchairs, the Thunderous Wizard.
2: I take no prisoners. get in my line of fire, you going down. Wheelchair, no wheelchair. Weird alien with creepy lips. Doesn't matter. We're blowing up that Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Hey,
1: man, say what you will about Mac and me, but at least they were brave enough not to edit the guns out. There were no walkie-talkies in the director's cut of Mac
0: and me. No, no. I don't think there is a director's cut of Mac and me. Uh, Well, fair enough. But if it's out there, nobody bothered to remaster this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no walkie-talkies. <laughs> <laughs> now, points of order. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and B-O Flops. Mac and Me is free to stream on Tubi, bling, bling, y'all, and Amazon Prime. Both of those do have ads, uh, but really, you shouldn't pay to watch this movie, and you can probably just catch the highlights here.
2: Yeah, let's, let's be honest here. Uh, McDonald's does not need your money.
0: They're doing fine. Now,
2: Yeah. fun
0: fact, uh, there was supposed to be a profit-sharing agreement with this movie to benefit the Ronald McDonald House. But considering the fact that it's on this show, we can safely assume there was not much profit to go around.
2: Wait, wait mm. Are we sure it wasn't the other way around that the Ronald McDonald House had to secretly fund this movie?
0: Well, well, we're going to get to the budget here in a minute, but before mm. we do that, uh, let's talk beer. Tonight, we are drinking Cosmic Treasures from Jackie O's Brewery in Athens, Ohio. Uh, they call this a hazy double India pale ale. It's got citra, Nelson, and galaxy hops, so it has notes of citrus, tropical fruits, white wine, uh, and berries. It pours a hazy yellow with a couple fingers of head, and it boasts a Captain Cash-approved 9% ABV. Wow. Yeah. We'll see if I can make it all the way to the quiz tonight, boys. Um, It does come in four packs of 12-ounce cans, uh, so you can't even get six of these at once. But for a 9% uh, double IPA, it's, it's pretty tasty. Nice. I think that, uh, I mean, it's pretty easy drinking. So if I could stay awake at the 9%, uh, I'd give this three movies. So way to go, Jackie O's. Shout out to our friends down there in Athens, Ohio. Yes, the, the brick streets of Athens, Ohio. You know it. So as I mentioned earlier, Mac and Me was released in 1988. It was directed by Stuart Raffle who mostly wrote and directed B-movies, but he does have a story by credit on Passenger 57, so at least that's cool. Way to go. It stars Christine Governor Tracy Ebersole, and that's the last person you've ever seen in anything in this movie. (laughs) Uh, We have Jonathan Zach Ward, Tina almost Kelly Bundy Kasperi, That's right. She was the uh, original Kelly Bundy for the Married with Children pilot, but was recast. Probably a strong choice. Use that for the quiz. There's no way that Chumpzilla didn't read about that already.
2: Was that part of the IMDB trivia? I feel like it had to be. Oh, because I didn't I did no research on this. I'd seen so many clips of this movie over the years and I'd never actually watched it. And it was basically like everything that had been described although i don't think it's nearly uh, it's not the worst thing ever made not considering what we watched last week
0: it is it is not the worst movie ever made i think it's safe from the shit movie champion uh, conversation this week
1: it, it pains me to agree with that because i really dislike this movie but it is fair to say that there are parts of it that are interesting yeah, it like is almost a thing, even though it is clearly an ET ripoff. There Eric are parts Kiddig. of this movie that almost make you like, oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Doesn't really deliver on it, but it, it it's there.
0: It, it's, it's a hint. It's a
1: hint. It's a suggestion.
0: It's not, it's not good, but it's not the worst thing. Um, we also have Lauren. I did two episodes of Lonesome Dove Stanley. Wow. And Jade. One episode of Kids Incorporated, uh, Calgary, but I will say the nice thing about Jade Calgory being in this, the movie does feature a, a wheelchair-bound boy, that is Jade, and Jade is actually uh, has spina bifida. Um, yeah. So they, they, they cast a disabled person, and to their credit, they didn't make it a big thing.
1: No, it was actually one of the better parts of the movie. That It was very inclusive in that sense and didn't play it for laughs,
0: except for one scene. One scene, which... Which was
1: unintentional. That was unintentionally funny. It was supposed to be scary. But I give this points over tiptoes. Way better example of representation in a movie.
0: Absolutely.
2: At the moment you send a eight-year-old child careening down a hill, at 70 miles an hour and then replace him with a dummy in a wheelchair as he falls into this lake or river. <laughs> You're just asking for people to mock you.
1: I, followed up by one of the worst green screen slash composite shots I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah.
0: There's a lot going it's, on there.
1: It, 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 that's like, that is really a weak point for the film. Like it's kind of a, I, it's you a know, bit it, of a shark jump there because the movie is kind of touch and go some of the early stuff with the aliens, not terrible, but at that point, it's like, oh, okay, that's what we're
2: doing. Boom, After done. Superman 4, I don't have any fucks left to give about shoddy <laughs> <laughs> green screens. Uh, green screens. Yeah.
0: We've. Well, here's what's funny <laughs> about all of that, is that this movie had a 1988 budget of $13 million. So much cocaine. Just Uh, okay. (laughs) It it definitely bombed hard, bringing in only six point four million at the box office. But considering the fact that it's basically just a giant commercial for McDonald's and Coca Cola, that probably helped with some of the losses a bit.
2: Did you hear about the big controversy though? Was that the the lead actor, the alien actor as well? Because you know, there's several scenes where it's just a child running in a rubber suit. <laughs>
0: yep. Yes. Uh,
2: they were all caught doing cocaine with Grimace in the McPlay place. So it's bad. That checks out. A now lot lot they're all locked PR. up with a hamburger. Fry kids yeah. were there. Hamburger was selling rocks. It's not gonna It was, be yeah, no, big scandal. Dark, dark time. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and that's reflected uh, in our reviews because Mac and me has 7% on Rotten Tomatoes, but a 38%. Percent audience score with over ten thousand ratings. That is absolutely insane to me. That almost four thousand people told a website that this nineteen eighty eight film was good. I'll tell you this: if
2: and I'm going to go. On, I'm going to talk about some Indiana Jones reviews. <laughs>
1: oh, God, no
2: jeez. So I saw a lot of critics, not a lot, but a few people gave Indiana Jones like a one. You ever, you ever watch some of the shit we watch on this podcast, critics? You know oh, what a geez. fucking one actually is? We do. This, on this is like a one. Heartbeats mm. is like a negative one. Yeah. Don't ever write a review as if you're a serious human being for a movie like Indiana Jones, and The Dial of Destiny as a one. If you don't know what kind of fucking hell is out there to be experienced. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's why I tend to overrate most things because of the hell that you guys have put me through on the show.
1: You know, I'm just going to say this. I under, I don't agree with the viewer scores on this. I mean, this is a bad movie. I mean, it's, it's just poorly executed. It's not particularly entertaining. Um, But it's not, yeah, it's not as bad as home sweet home alone. Um, it, it tries sort of, but here's the thing. The reason this movie has that nostalgia factor and gets that audience bump is because there is a genre of these like mid to late 80s weird kids sci fi movies that I think we all watched way too many times on cable and maybe even at school or like at a daycare after school type program where they just like slapped in the VHS and you had to watch it. You had this, you had the flight of the navigator you had explorers explorers yeah explorers um uh the witch mountain movie uh, last starfighter the last starfighter that one's a little edgy daryl's legit dude daryl was good i liked that movie as a kid Um, but there was just like a whole genre of like the young kid in trouble sci-fi movies in this era that like kind of got shoved down our throats
2: well this was included. this was the, like, you know this is the spielberg thing like even years later uh jj abrams basically tried to recreate a steel spielberg movie with eight uh was it not eight millimeter i was gonna say super that's, eight that's <laughs> super eight <laughs> a little Yeah, bit different movie uh no machine in super eight Otherwise it would have been a lot darker. But like that was the thing. Like mm-hmm. the, the kids going on adventure was interesting to me. Yeah, even a By me is kids going yeah. on adventure. Right? Mm-hmm. Like without adults, kind of on their own. Yeah, because adults
1: suck.
0: Yeah. And I and I will say, uh my daughters watched this with me uh when I had to watch it for the show. And the next day asked for it again. So, so no my kids mean, liked I, it
2: I, there you yeah, go I mean, but you know they're idiots that uh yeah they were grounded <laughs> <after>.
1: <laughs> i mean again there's parts of this movie that do make you kind of care
2: like it, well, it's, it's honestly works. it's a bad movie but it's not that bad i mean you can make fun of this movie extensively like there's somebody, a lot it's yeah. it's yeah. a blatant
0: rip off of et and, and it some is- obviously created to just market McDonald's and Coca-Cola to children.
1: I I think the thing here is this Reagan. (laughs) I mean, I think the thing here is there is a hint of a good story,
0: but it's just executed very poorly, but kids aren't going to care about that. Yeah, that's a fair point. So Mm -hmm. let's move forward and get on with our one liners. Uh, I'll go first and just say that this is a 99-minute commercial featuring plagiarism and a score from Alan Silvestri.
2: Not a good couple weeks for uh, awesome composers. On awesome side. composers, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: What do you have for uh, us there, Chumpzilla? Uh,
1: no, I mean, this is literally just like, hey, what if E.T. liked Coca-Cola
2: and McDonald's? Fair. Uh, I would just say if you thought any of the McDonald's video games, such as Global Gladiators were the most shameless way to product place McDonald's in the cultural zeitgeist. I present you, Mac and me, a shameless ripoff of ET the extraterrestrial. And yes, I had the game Global Gladiators in which you fought like sort of uh, slime monsters and collected little McDonald's M's. I am
1: so confused. Yeah. Is this, this like that I had? Is this oh. like when they, um, cross-marketed, like, the Grimace-themed stool softener
2: suppositories? Yes. I will tell you this. If this movie was a family of Grimaces, I'd give it a fucking 10. And the bad guy was the Hamburglar? Done. Let's go. Come on. I I know we don't want to
0: speak ill of the people that aren't here, but how is Mary McCheese not on this show tonight? Right? Right? I mean, come on.
2: You You know what's crazy is... So, this movie is a ripoff of VT. E. And the other day, my kids are on Netflix and they wanted to watch this movie called Monster Trucks, in which oh, no. these alien creatures basically <clears> inhabit <throat> trucks. And that's actually just a ripoff of this movie. It's like the exact same movie. Wow. That's a-
0: is there. Is there a kid in a wheelchair in that too?
2: No, there's not a oh, it, there's right. not a kid in a wheelchair. It's Havoc from uh, X Men First Class is is the star. Oh, Barry star, Pepper yeah. shows up though, so hey, like, Barry Pepper, a famous yeah. person in that. And there are other um, famous people, but it's like the same plot. Like the lone alien becomes friends with this kid, and then there's turns out there's a family of aliens, and then everybody's happy at the end. It's the same goddamn movie.
1: Well, and, and that's actually one of the biggest uh, mid-tier flops of all time. I mean, that wasn't a huge budget, yes, huge whole film, yeah. but it was it was it was CGI heavy, a little expensive,
2: and made no money. But it was tens of millions of dollars, and uh, Danny Glover was in it in a wheelchair. It all comes full circle. Oh, oh wow! There we
1: go. We got it. There's we're the wheelchair. back.
0: Boom! It all comes together. Uh, and before we get into the plot, I, I don't want to give the impression that the only product placement in this movie was McDonald's and Coca-Cola. There is shameless product placement all over it, also heavily featuring Skittles and Sears, which was carrying the McKids clothing line back mm-hmm. in the day, the McDonald's clothing line. So there you go. And, you know, they told the Skittles people like, hey, like we can get you that Reese's Pieces bump. Yeah. yeah, we'll throw you a bone People here. You do, do you up. know why mm-hmm. the
2: writers' strike matters and why the actors' strike matters? Because when you leave Suits in charge of, of making the movie, this is the shit they come up with. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean,
0: this movie was literally directly financed and produced by Coca-Cola and McDonald's. I think McDonald's had a, had a <laughs> subsidiary agent write a check, but I mean...
1: Sort of, yeah. So are we going to talk about that later? Or we should talk about that now.
0: Uh, I don't think we
1: get into that
2: later. Wait, is there some money
1: laundering going on with Mac what, and me? It, what, it Kind of. So my understanding is, is that like McDonald's was cagey about getting directly involved, but the movie was like the, the producers, you know, the movie folks, the studio was like, hey, we got to have Ronald McDonald in the movie. And they're like, Uh, we're okay with the product placement. We're not sure our mark you got to remember at this point, Ronald McDonald was like the face of McDonald's. Like he doesn't exist anymore today. So, you know, our, our, our uh, zoomers and whatnot, don't really remember what a big like franchise mascot he was. He was McDonald's at the time. And they were hesitant to put him in a movie that they weren't like a hundred percent sure. on. like, you can do the fries and the big Mac, but because again, the movie is, mac and me (laughs) but anyway the, the studio was like no we gotta have him." and they i guess they agreed in principle to have him like appear in the background but and then the main scene at the mcdonald's he's featured prominently has a speaking line and it is the ronald mcdonald actor it wasn't a another guy it wasn't a stand it was the dude that was doing the commercials at the time and then he shows up like you know later as well so they got like two two and a half scenes with him
2: yeah and apparently
1: mcdonald's did not green light that the producers just strong-armed it and and it was like well it's in the movie so it's too late
2: so what you're telling me is that ronald mcdonald is more dedicated to his fans than another pseudo weirdo and perhaps closet pedophile blippy because he showed up uh, now, for mack and, and didn't hire a stand-in.
1: Yeah, well, the guy from bookie shit on his friend and I can link it to the video, but but yeah, but, but apparently the point being is that yeah. McDonald's had not greenlit that, but somehow the movie pulled it off. All they wanted really was like a eh, little we'll agree to some product placement. So, I don't know, it's it's kind of funny. You can and to, I think you mentioned it Bling. they did pay through a subsidiary. So it wasn't even a direct licensing agreement. Like, I think they were even cagey about this movie because the quality control was questionable.
2: In case they had to sue them. (laughs) Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, let's get into the plot of the movie featuring Ronald McDonald as himself. Our movie opens with an alien family on a desert planet. A NASA spacecraft lands and begins taking atmospheric samples via giant vacuum cleaner hose like from space balls mm-hmm. and the aliens are accidentally sucked into the apparatus and the spacecraft returns to earth back at nasa the aliens burst out of the spacecraft so again presumably like this alien planet is fairly close because otherwise it would have been locked into this thing for like several years it was a landing craft that flew all the way back to earth but let's not get into the science that's going to I mean, just it... that's not going to work <laughs>
1: From the surface level, it appears to be
0: Mars, right? It it looks like Mars. They, that they that was Mars. my best guess. That's still like a, like a five month journey, but Not easily, yeah. Uh, and we know that they they don't last very long without their uh, without without their freaking, rock uh,
2: Yeah, without <laughs> corn syrup and and other things that will kill you. <laughs> i'm just gonna ask the question now so at
1: this point we've seen these alien creatures be sucked into a vacuum cleaner a shot back an interstellar shot back essentially so they obviously are malleable they fit into the tube even though they're they're seemingly human size between five and six feet tall and of human stature they fit into these small tubes and they fit into this sample collecting thing which It appears it was trying to uh, collect minerals, that is, and and another inorganic material. Yet they survive the vacuum of space all the way back to Earth. So we can only assume at this point that these creatures are indestructible, aside from their desire or need for
2: high fructose corn corn syrup. Yeah, I didn't really get the, the Mr. Fantastic element of the creature. But yeah i
0: mean again like guys we say it a lot around here yeah not that it, kind of movie let's no, not get hung really, up on yeah. on this a, part at
2: least
1: they're consistent with it but apparently these things are indestructible they should just like you know dominate the planet
0: but they get heat stroke very easily
2: i guess uh, yeah this was so, actually marvel's in, inspiration for secret invasion was mac and me so
0: oh i, I was idea. gonna say
2: this is like
1: i thought this was a prequel to the you know eternals but whatever
0: they, they blend right in. So, so three of the aliens run off into the desert, and the smallest one breaks away and hides in a passing minivan occupied by single mother Janet Cruz and her two sons. So you mentioned earlier, the younger son uses a wheelchair, and the family is in the middle of their move to California. Once they arrive at their new house, the alien child starts messing with everything, you know, trashes the house, drills holes in the walls, cuts holes in the doors, really messes everything up uh, and kind of makes some little little appearances to people in the house and, and in the neighborhood. After noticing the alien outside, Eric, who's the, the younger brother uh, in the wheelchair, tries to catch up to him. And as we mentioned earlier, ends up rolling out of control down a hill until the wheelchair falls into a lake, which is an amazing shot. Uh, not because it's good it's like 40
2: feet off a cliff I mean he would have been dead either way Yeah, but here's a big question I have about this movie every time the mom was in a scene and by the way this is Richie Rich's mom from the Macaulay Culkin movie all I could hear was her yelling Nusswander from Black Sheep (laughs) yep (laughs) that's all I could could think about (laughs) by the way she's in a bathrobe 90% of the movie well and then and then you glazed over it, or
1: uh, breezed over it whatever uh, when when the alien escapes from the home the neighbor all sees him and it's like it's like a joke like hey your naked little brother just ran out like naked little brother that was the weirdest fucking thing you have ever seen in your entire life but everyone has to pretend like oh i think it was a kid i think he went that way yeah it's it's fine everything's
0: fine here <laughs> like that was a naked alien what the hell well that naked alien saves the kid in the lake. Uh, hmm. meanwhile, the kid is not believing he tries to tell everybody that about about the creature. Um, even though the brother Michael has seen him, but like wrote it off as weird sunglasses while he was in his room unpacking. Oh, yeah,
2: the, just totally the him. lenses.
0: Yeah, like he saw he saw him yeah. twice. Yeah, he the whole like, reason
2: oh. I saw that silly putty thing that looked like it wanted to blow me was because of the sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: must be it must be my shades. Yeah. Oh no.
2: Oh. oh okay, buddy. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, mm. our, our our Eric becomes friends with the neighbor girl Debbie who has seen the alien as Chumpzilla just mentioned and mm-hmm. and she agrees to help Eric capture it. Uh again, I don't know if like the vacuum cleaner industry also contributed mind to this, but but vacuum cleaners uh feature prominently in capturing these things. So they they catch it in the, in the old like <laughs> The, the little one, the canister vacuum that would roll around behind you.
1: The only thing I can assume here is that somehow this inspired the Sandlot and the scene right. where they try to use all the
2: vacuums to get the
1: baseball. Like, like, hey, remember Mac and me? Yeah, see, this movie be influential. influential
2: but, remember that movie yeah. where they sucked up the alien with the Hoover? I got an yeah. idea. I got an idea, yeah. Uh,
0: so that causes the whole neighborhood to, to black out. Uh, but at this time is when Eric starts try- stops trying to catch the alien and starts being nice to it which he then names the alien mac which is an acronym for mysterious alien creature mm. uh, because the alien he he manages to clean up the whole house and and fixes the house back up from after trashing it and then the mom is happy again so that was great
1: i mean to be fair he does appear to have the same power set as superman from Superman Four okay so hold on because i don't know if this comes up later in the plot because i i I haven't read ahead but so just to be clear in the context of the film an entire alien family is on earth so that's the difference between this movie and et ET was on earth by himself and wanted to get back to his family so yeah this is like the sequel bigger better Kind of, In this film E.T. and his family—his mom, his dad, and a sister, his little brother, well, or it's,
2: something. It's C.T. It's a sibling. E.T., E.T. F.T. G.T. That's his family. G.T.A.
1: Uh, so G.D. So <laughs> while we're spending this time with Mac, his family, which we see in like you know cutscenes is effectively wandering on a beach and or high desert somewhere. Yeah, oh, they're stuck in the middle of the desert. They're like in Death Valley. Yeah. I, I, it's like it's like somehow they, they land in different places or they run... They, here's the thing. The, they land together in the original craft and then yes. they get separated. So this family like somehow traverses Earth's terrain and avoids human interaction and they're just isolated as death valley or something and you get these weird post-apocalyptic shots of them like like straight up like Planet of the ape shots of him wandering around while he's you
2: know hanging out with the, the human family is there any bigger deadbeat dad on film than max dad who just leaves I, him at this government facility
1: it's like it's like they, yeah, they seemingly split up on purpose and then they can't seem to find him again like now, I get it. He does get in the minivan, right? So he is transported and the family moves. But the movie doesn't really take time to like kind of set that up to explain why the families are so far apart. It just seems like they drove to the other side of the town, right? their new house like they move from like hey we were here never like uh, you know, no 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 miles away. it's no, they very
2: were... clear they moved from chicago there's more chicago it's... product placement in this movie than anything else <laughs> there's a lot of chicago oh, okay. it is okay. See, I, I, I can I, I completely
1: ignored that fact i'm like so so the family literally drives from chicago to california yeah and it's yeah they're, so, a, so, in... what, so what high desert is the family stuck in in the chicago are they on the
0: upper peninsula is that where they're at they're like in like nevada somewhere
2: but but but, but i thought they were all in chicago i'm just confused they're literally in the desert between california and
0: yeah yeah they're they're on their way from chicago and it's like probably so it's like a two-day drive three-day drive and it's and it's the last night because they remember the kid wakes up in the morning and they're basically almost like oh there's a lot of nice cars
2: yeah
0: yeah really nice really nice
2: uh, I stole I st- it. Right. just never, never, Let's never get up through this me. plot because no, no sorry. Does it does not matter where they were it, coming no, from or where they were going. Or where
0: they're at, got it. Meanwhile, the FBI has tracked Mac to California and begins a stake out on the crew's residence. Eric disguises Mac in a teddy bear suit and takes him to a birthday party and most insane birthday party ever at a local mm-hmm. McDonald's. Uh, where Debbie's older sister, Courtney, works. The FBI follows, but Mac starts an insane dance number on the counter, the food service counter, as a distraction, and the McDonald's, and then they escape Mm -hmm. with Eric on his wheelchair.
1: That's You're selling this short. This is like 15 minutes of the most insane stuff I've ever seen put to film. Well, this is the scene from E.T.
2: with the... With the bike. It's the same scene.
0: Oh, the, the, the wheelchair chases, yeah. but I think, oh. I think I think oh, I think discussing yeah. McDonald's itself.
2: The uh, lead in, uh, yeah. Is
0: it,
1: it, it's an impromptu dance number, choreographed dance number with a football team, a football team shows up.
2: That, that there happens, yes. That that is a thing and that the happens. Dancing and I assumed
0: that they were it, the, the hired entertainment for the birthday party, like hey, we're gonna have a birthday party at McDonald's. I hired a true. dance troupe. And they're going to come here and entertain us with breakdancing. Who,
2: who among us hasn't had a birthday party at a McDonald's where a local high school team shows up to celebrate another year of our of our you know existence?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, and this is this is also the scene where we do get the cameo from at the time the Ronald McDonald as well. It's, this, this This is like where the movie takes a break literally for like a good five minutes it's a McDonald's commercial followed by a breakdance number and then you get the, the knockoff of the ET uh, bicycle slash wheelchair chase
0: That's right anyway. um, So I'm loving it They escape on Eric's wheelchair The FBI agents chase them through a nearby neighborhood, a shopping mall, and a Sears Yep before Eric and Mac are rescued by Michael and Courtney and what is an incredibly dangerous stunt as they pulled a racing wheelchair into a sliding door of a 1980s minivan. So now we got the four kids, Eric, Michael, Debbie, and Courtney. They're going to help Mac uh, meet up with his family again. We know they're lost in the desert somewhere. So following Mac's directions from newspaper clippings and flowers stuck in straws, they somehow find the family dying in a cave and save their lives with coca freaking cola and once they've got them all back it what once like a couple sips and the whole family is okay again. again
2: and what was inspired by this movie pieces pieces uh, idiocracy idiocracy where it was decided you could water plants with <laughs> yeah Got what plants crave, and, and let's be clear here
1: too. Throughout the movie, we don't get the ET phone home tagline, but it's clear that the family does this weird Y shaped hand gesture below their, their puckered lips where they whistle to each other somehow. There,
2: there's that, which is like a ripoff of Gremlins. You've got the uh, oh, by the way, Silvestri, um, I love you, buddy, but. <clears throat> Like you did the score for Predator, just reused it, and you just reused it in this movie. (laughs) They had
0: 13 million, you know, that you know they paid him for that.
2: Like, what the hell? Like, there are literal scenes in this movie that are just ripping straight like notes from the (laughs) Predator for no good reason because this is supposed to be a family movie, (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. And
1: I do give the movie credit because the. One of the weird parts of it that doesn't really fit the tone of the film, but this cave scene is kind of scary. It's very much like when you see the the weird gray ET on
0: the riverbank. I was gonna say it just it just reminded me of the like the photos of like the Jonestown massacre, people just <laughs> laying around in outfits.
2: Yeah, because yeah. they yeah. drink Pepsi instead of Coke. That's right. That's what happens. P- Pepsi Dead. tastes like soap. Yeah. You got the oh, wrong exactly. one, baby. Uh huh.
1: Mm-hmm. But no, seriously, I give them some credit because that was like a creepy scene. Like, I'm not sure it fit in the movie, but like, hey man, they, they achieved a vibe there.
0: So well, if you thought anyway. that was dark, the group after rescuing the aliens, they they're they're heading back to I guess the house in Cali, but uh, they got to stop at a gas station and had to go to uh, the nearby supermarket to buy some more Coca Cola. And yeah. the restless alien family climbs out of the minivan, walk into the store. Freak everybody out. Mac's dad steals a gun from a security guard. Oh, yeah. And then every police officer in the state of Nevada shows up to have a shootout in the parking lot, which results in an explosion that destroys the entire store. And then our protagonist in the wheelchair is murdered by a stray bullet. Now, oh, kids, kids, folks, folks, this is a
1: kid's movie. We there is, just had a misunderstanding police brutality
0: shootout and crossfire that kills a uh, disabled
2: person. Did
0: anybody try to find the alternate ending from the Japanese VHS oh, release?
2: I've seen it, yeah. That was one of the things I'd seen before I saw the actual movie.
0: Thunderous, please try to find that and put it onto the socials after the pod. But there was an alternate ending where you actually see the kid get shot in the chest, like squibs shooting out of
2: the shirt—it's graphic, oh, murder, death. Yeah, uh, it,
0: obviously, it. test audiences did not like that. And, they, and by the they way, off-screen, all McDonald's,
2: all McDonald's ketchup packets for the it's, squibs. That's <laughs> it. Oh, no. So, that's amazing. so the FBI, the FBI, and the kid's mom arrives
0: by helicopter. Uh, Mac and his family then come over and use their superpowers that we've totally known they've had the entire time to save Eric. And I guess as a reward for saving his life or something, they're allowed to just become citizens of the United States. And they have a big ceremony. Uh, the Cruz family is there, their neighbors are there, uh, as well as the FBI agents come to the ceremony. And then the dad's in like a bright blue leisure suit and uh, they drive off in a pink Cadillac. Matt blows a, a bubble gum bubble and it says, we'll be back, which is presumptuous at best.
2: To, to, to say the least, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yes. oh, this will be a hit. A sequel was announced at the time the movie was released. Uh, that, was, that was obviously canceled. But yeah, that's the end of the movie. They become citizens of the US. They don't go back to their home planet. I don't know if there was supposed to be some kind of a presumption that their home world was not in good shape. Like when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is just like what they do, right? Like, like they're kind of nomadic family. And yeah, they, 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 hunter gatherers. They, but there's Coca Cola in the rocks. So you just, everybody just carries a straw around and then you drink Coke out of the rocks. But I think it was it, supposed to be like a so, dying plant. They don't so want to
2: die. Obviously, <sighs> if your planet's being powered by Coca-Cola, it has to be dying. That is Diabetes. corrosive in a way. Like
1: Yeah, it's not Mountain Dew. Yeah. Right. So uh-huh. but I think it's also important to emphasize that the mouth shapes on these aliens, they're permanently frozen in a straw sucking pucker. Because again, that is that is the only way they can uh, apparently consume, uh, you know,
2: sustenance. Well, sustenance. Yeah. Before yeah. we uh, get to our beer ratings, which I'm sure we're going to do just here in a moment. So the sequel, I, I read the script, the unproduced script. It's called Big Mac and Me, <laughs> and in it, Mac is he's older, not wiser. American life has corrupted him, and he gets addicted to Jolt Cola. Oh, no. And uh, is arrested for dancing naked at a Burger King. So mm. that if you thought this one was dark, that one goes even darker. He has a codependency on a stronger cola. It's bad, man. It's real bad stuff.
1: That sounds that sounds rough.
2: coca yep. yep. Cola's is gateway pop. They find him with his alien dick inside the soda fountain. That's how it's
0: at, <laughs> at a Burger King. It's bad. Wow! wow. Oh my gosh, the Thunderous Wizard has been overserved tonight, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's get to it, Chumpzilla, How many beers are required? Uh, this is a five beer
1: movie. Oh, pain! It's it's weird. Like I said, the movie does have its charms. Um, there are parts of it, mostly with the alien family, that are like kind of atmospheric and a little like a little creepy. And I will admit, that's one of the better parts of E.T. itself, is that movie, it did have that, uh, not to talk about another movie, but I will, it does have that Spielberg charm of being like both like like a wholesome family type film, and you really relate with the character and you feel with him, but it's also got some genuinely scary moments, like kid scary. It's not like gory or totally horrific, but it's it is kid scary, and this movie scratches at that there are moments that do get a little bit of that vibe and for me that's what saves it from being a six beer movie so yeah, Mac and me five pain beers but not the worst thing I've ever seen
0: Maybe. very reasonable I think very fair <laughs> Thunderous Wizard what do you have for us
2: yeah I, I'll give it four pain beers uh, this movie is rather shameless in what it is attempting to do in, in ripping off one of the better family movies of the 80s Uh, But it is rather non-offensive in doing so. And uh, there is a little bit of heart to it. And I appreciate they casted a kid who, you know, actually had, um, you know, uh, uh, impairment and required a wheelchair. So yeah, four pain beers. It's just not very good, but it's not, it's far from the, I mean, I think we've done way worse movies than this on the pod. I, I, I would rank this above rollerball even. So, yeah, it's uh, more coherent. hundred
0: percent. And you can certainly see what's happening better. Uh, so I'll, I'll just split the difference then. I'm going to call it four and a half. They are, mm-hmm. in fact, pain beers, But like I said, my kids liked it. it. It's it's not that bad. I chuckled a couple times. Hell, I chuckled in the first five minutes when the alien dad's first instinct to seeing the spacecraft land on the, on his planet was to chuck a rock at it. I was already having a good time. <laughs> so it's not it's not the worst thing in the
1: world i mean hey for a lot of the movies that we really dog on at least this one seems to know what it wants to be and it doesn't try to go beyond that it's it's a kid's movie with a little bit of an emotional you know push to it that's all it is that's all that's all it aspires to be
0: yeah i totally agree so With that, we're going to go into our first break and hear from our good friend, the J Man, over at the Double Turn podcast. So take a listen to J Man, and we'll be back with some fresh beers momentarily.
2: And don't forget to check out our home base at wabamentertainment.com for all your comic book and movie needs. And check out our sister podcast, Hops and Box Office Flops. Enjoy, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Welcome back. We are continuing our 204th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops, talking about our last movie in our WTF Flop series, mac and me and we've got some lingering questions so the first one i have for you guys and i think i i kind of know the answer based on the way our beer ratings went is this movie as bad if we hadn't seen spielberg do it better first
2: it's still bad yeah would it help yeah, yeah, that it's it it's still be bad derivative is it as bad it's not as uh shameless but it's still bad. So yeah, um, it's yeah, it's not well executed. There's scenes in here I actually kind of like, like Mac driving the little yellow car as the dogs chased him.
0: That was great. It, we don't know how he got out of that tree. I don't know what he had to do, but no they idea. didn't. They didn't just leave.
2: Yeah, and honestly,
1: I will uh, also say that that initial scene where he gets into the car with the family. And there's some of the goofy slapstick stuff. That wasn't terrible for a kid's uh, movie.
2: I wouldn't rank that super highly, but yeah, it's less offensive I, than some of the other stuff. <laughs> but for a kid's movie, that's pretty funny stuff. If if you're
1: like six, seven years old, that's that's not bad.
0: My the, six-year-old was laughing hysterically when he grabbed the electric fence and just was getting like stretched out backwards. Right, get-
1: and getting electrocuted and jiggling, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's something to be said for the charm of the practical effects, too, right? Because there's zero CGI. Yeah, the, best, I, I the think, best you get is some composite matte shots,
2: right? I think the the audacity of the film to just put a child in a bear suit and in a rubber oh costume <laughs> that, that that cannot be redeemed.
1: Yeah, that that's like the weirdest. I mean, and it's not good. I want to be very clear here, and I kind of dogged on this scene earlier. The McDonald's scene with the alien, quote-unquote, in the bear suit is some of the weirdest shit I have ever seen. Like, it's like, it's like how, kind of,
2: how does his hand get out of the bear suit? It's, kind of, yeah,
1: it's as bad as
2: heart It's is as, It's as, as bad
1: as you know just about anything we've seen it just it's so nonsensical you have to like abandon all reason even to like stay with the movie there for a bit now it snaps out of it but like there's just that moment of insanity like what are we
2: doing here what is happening dude i got the i got the feeling watching this especially during the wheelchair chase that this movie was skirting so many corners that they were just literally sending that poor kid like at 40 to 50 miles per hour in the wheelchair. I'm like, well, if you get hit, you get hit. Uh, we weighted it down. You shouldn't flip as easy. You'll yeah. we'll be all y- right. You'll be fine. If the car hits you, probably going to crack your skull. We'll figure it out. <laughs> like, you're going to be okay. I don't,
0: I don't think I'm going to ruin anything with the quiz. When I tell you guys, they had like all of the crew hired before the director got hired. So they had, like, like, they had the DP, they had all the producers in place, they had everything ready to go before they hired the director, and then they hired the director, and they were like, also, we don't have a script, so we're going to need you to do that now, and basically prep the movie, and write the script on the weekends, and get this thing ready to go on on schedule, on time. Like, Yeah, yeah. Like I don't I don't think Raffle is particularly known as somebody who makes good movies. I think he's somebody that can like keep the production on the rails
2: because he's got a decent number of credits. The hallmarks None of, of trying to cash in on what you conceive to be a hot idea, such as the Street Fighter movie or a million others. Like, okay, we have this property. Uh, ET was a hit. This is good, this will be good. Just write it. Which is probably he, why it's also
0: so derivative. Like he was yeah. clearly just phoning it in. The next yeah. thing you know, the
2: guy's riding the white dragon for 48 hours in a seedy hotel room in Reseda,
1: and he mm-hmm. comes out with
2: the script. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, the studio wants these
1: five elements in it. Yeah, you know, the kids gotta be disabled. I think he gotta misread the Coke
2: element though. Like, yeah, he interpreted Mom Coke <laughs> as Coca-Cola, but he was actually ingesting so much actual cocaine. That just totally warped his mind. The, the aliens ah. were supposed to be cocaine. This was actually going to be like a sequel to Scarface.
1: No, I actually think this was supposed to be the prequel to I Come in Peace.
2: Yeah. First you get the apple pies, then you get the power. That was mm-hmm. that was how it was going to go. And then you get the French fries. Yeah.
0: So speaking of Coca-Cola and French fries, what was the worst slash most egregious product placement in this movie oh come Ooh, on there's a yeah. clear answer it's
2: gotta be right? McDonald's I think but what?
1: Yeah. it's when they're saved by coke
2: yeah that's really bad that's like, that's like intrinsic to the plot is
1: that they're saved by high fructose corn syrup it yeah.
2: could have been yeah, like right. real that sugar is,
1: like
0: yeah. Mexican coke
2: could have been like the old school coke that was actually made with cocaine that had actual cocaine in it got the name yeah uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Again, that that'll, get, that'll get here. your uh, motor going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
0: I I obviously asked this question without really having a good answer for myself on this one, but the McDonald's just every single uh, Mac and me obviously is is a play on everything. Like th- there wasn't a mistake though. That mysterious alien creature became Mac, mm-hmm. but your opening line, Chumzilla. You know what I could really use right now? A Big Mac. When have you? When has anybody ever said that in the com in conversation anywhere in the world? Well, um, yeah, I right. no. So
2: here's a true story about the Thunderous Wizard. Sixth grade teachers, it's like an icebreaker scenario. He's asking all the students their favorite food. I said the Arch Deluxe. <laughs> the the ill fated Arch Deluxe. It's a classy answer. Yeah. Everybody laughed at me. <laughs> with didn't they do that with bacon too? Can you get the uh-huh, arch deluxe yep. with bacon? Get it with bacon, man. It's the big deal. Bring That's it back. Big deal. Fuck the mcrib. What are you doing? Get the arch deluxe back. Whoa, 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 whoa,
0: whoa. I'm not, I'm not ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. We don't need to start saying F the okay, McRib. All right.
2: all right. We can keep the McRib, but bring the arch deluxe back. No problems here. No complaints. Listen, I have no problem with bringing the supersize me stuff back. It's not—it's not, it's not McDonald's fault. People should know better. It's not McDonald's fault that Morgan Spurlock's an asshole. Yeah. Also, he's like a fucking weirdo and uh, sexually harassed several of his interns. So, you know what? Oh, if McDonald's no, really? wants to feed you chicken beaks. At least it's not sexually harassing its interns. That's right. Oh, we can't so, prove they're not.
1: This might be an urban legend, but the grossest thing I've ever heard about McDonald's food. Is that the uh, fillet of fish is actually a combination of like, you know, fish parts and floor sweepings from a, you know, some kind of fish processing plant.
2: It's clearly and not then, floor like floor sweepings.
1: And then like blood products from beef. But they've been so heavily like refined and like, treated or whatever they're not considered to be beef anymore so they're acceptable in the fish
2: uh, i think it's an urban legend but i, th- I, I think, think that's, that's probably an urban legend i'm sure it's not the most majestic of fish parts but <laughs> give me that filet fish give me that fish i got no I'll problem post, with give it, me the chip yeah mm-hmm. where is the chip i'll post that commercial to socials listeners and it will infect your brain you'll never forget the filet fish song it will eat at you until your dying days Oh, my
1: gosh. I'm not Catholic enough for this.
0: Y'all ever do the, the secret menu uh, surf and turf at McDonald's? The Wait, McDonald's Bang?
2: is a secret menu? Of course they do. I didn't yeah. know that. I know that In-N-Out does, but In-N-Out's actually good, so I'm willing to try a secret menu.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying that a filet of fish with a quarter pounder patty on it is good, but you can order it, and it is surf and turf, technically.
1: Mm. Hey, if, if you get, uh, I think you should know this, uh, <clears throat> Blaine. Uh, if you're in the Delmarva region, uh, I believe you can get a, a like a, a Mclobster Lobster or a Mccrab Crab.
0: What mm. the no. hell? No. That sounds team. more like a like like if they were going to do the lobster, it'd be more of like a main thing. But, I think, it's, uh, I think yeah. it's Maine. I
1: think, you're right. I think yeah. Maine does that. A Mclobster Lobster I might,
0: roll. I, I might lobster. make it all, a make it the way down. Yeah. A McLobster Lobster I mean, roll. They
1: do like yeah. a Mccrab too. I remember being in Maryland in Ocean City. No, that's just what uh, happens when you hook up Jersey, with the girl
2: that man. works I, yeah. at McDonald's no, in Ocean I think City. you're thinking of different McCrab. Oh, it's different, different McCrabs! McCrab. Yeah, that's when you got sick on St. Patrick's Day. That's uh, when you got to get a McCream <laughs> and a special McComb. That's yeah. and... when you had to go to your you McDoctor.
1: Back, back out, back by the McDumpster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
2: okay. right. Well, you were really <laughs> McItchy for that week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, my next question is. Did they really think that everyone wouldn't notice that this is just the exact same plot as E.T., or did they just not care?
2: They didn't care. Yeah, Come on. that was they the point. A shit. That was the whole point.
0: <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's shot for shot. I mean, it's real, real similar.
2: Hey bike wheelchair there's differences here yeah whatever man they
0: both have well i guess there's four wheels in the wheelchair but but two big ones two two notice do you
1: appreciate that they did stick to the et aesthetic and they made sure that the aliens did look like you know in some vague sense like shaved ball sacks like that uh-huh. was uh
2: uh-huh. yeah a short scrotum. yes
0: yeah <laughs> everybody <the> <laughs> everybody in space is vaguely brown uh and, and wrinkly and wrinkly yeah. and
1: kind of like your dad's balls. Like, yeah, we can all relate to that image. We've seen it. We didn't oh. like it. But didn't I mean, it.
2: at the point Whoa. he's careening down the road in the wheelchair, I thought for sure we're going to hear. Instead, they just redid the Predator music <laughs> again. They... Be... Now, doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. If there. They had
0: taken off flying rather than getting
2: pulled in
0: to that minivan. That would have been fantastic.
2: Hey, and you
1: know, again, that scene is bad, but I do enjoy the fact. Again, it's a hundred percent practical effects. Actually, yeah.
2: you know what? Some of that stuff, like I, I was rather <laughs> impressed with what they were able to pull off. So very, very competent for the time. Yeah, even the even the scene where they had the dummy attached to the uh, vacuum cleaner and it goes up the wall. It's like you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm in. I'm in on this. <laughs> Remember the part when he gets his dick
1: stuck in? The
0: that was a little weird.
1: No, it was his face. It was his face
0: stretchy. Did you guys? Could you see the track on the wall, ceiling, and floor when Debbie gets dragged around the room? Because I thought it was pretty, pretty readily apparent. I mean, it's there. So yeah, it's, it's not. It's not well hidden. Yeah. So, can anything save this movie? Does anything make this better, or is it just an absolute dumpster fire, start to finish?
2: Uh, maybe writing it before you hire everybody would be. <laughs> You could start, yeah. start start
0: with start with the concept before, but no, have, I mean have everybody showing up to work.
2: Yeah, no. Anytime you try and recreate an all time classic on a shoestring budget, and you have worse actors, a worse plot, a worse script. Yeah,
1: this is basically the Roger Corman version of ET, and I say that with the utmost respect and as a compliment. I mean, it is as good as you could get for a mid-budgeted attempt at recreating a popular film.
2: Well, it's like, funny and, you and, say that because I actually looked it up to see if this was a Corman movie after I started watching it because it felt like, like it. a Corman yeah. movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. No, and
1: I, I say that as a compliment. I, I mean, this is one of those Hollywood twin type films. It knew exactly what it was trying to be. And I mean, from that regard, like, I, I think it achieved it. It's not a good movie, but... It did what it set out well, to do.
2: Frankly. This is like uh missing in action versus Rambo Two. Well like cheaper, a little more nonsensical, uh really violent, weird, like, dark, yeah, but it has chuck
0: but it has Chuck fucking <laughs> yeah. Norris in it. Yeah, yeah I mean But it, this yeah, movie it, like
2: it it takes E.T. like hey, E.T. tried to break your heart. Well, guess what? Now there's four of them. And then we're gonna murder them in Death Valley. But don't worry, they're okay because they love Coca-Cola.
0: Everybody comes back, and now no, we co- no, we're we're the kid Coca- instead. Coca- yeah, so it, it parted out. Yeah, no, it doubles up
1: though. So you know, you kill the aliens, and then they kill the kid. Which again, you kind of get that in ET too, though, because Elliot does get sick in ET. But honestly, mm. if
2: the, if the movie ends with them going back to their planet and there's like a tearful goodbye, that like. The movie doesn't feel as utterly ridiculous and stupid as them all dressed up in their Sunday best receiving citizenship and then yeah. driving off in a pink Cadillac. Because yeah. even,
1: even in the eighties, we know that within like two weeks of the end of this movie, they're gonna get like hate crime to death. Well, oh, that's right. Don't the most, watch. Yeah,
2: the most realistic part of the movie <laughs> is the cops shooting the kid. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck, Carol. Oh, no, come on, I man. I don't want to be a Demi Downer, oh. but it's like, if there were oh. aliens there, they'd be unloading.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, damn, dude. Wow.
2: I mean, he was unarmed, but no, but he had something in his lap. Something in his lap. Uh, I have no sympathy for their bullshit. I'm sorry. So, is there anything redeeming about Mac and me? Yeah, they casted a kid who actually was in a wheelchair. I thought that was really cool of them to do. Yeah, and I did like that. Kudos that right to the there. kid. I thought he did a great job. He wasn't a good actor, but the role was physically demanding, and he he gave it his best. He's better than the kid in Troll too. For sure. So yeah. And, and and some of the stuff with the alien was kind of entertaining to me. Uh, the, uh, such yeah. as the dog chase. So yeah, so. their moments.
0: They found some ways to, to make this uh charming enough for us to not be absolutely shitting on it after two nine yeah. percent beers I was actually
2: so. very surprised because people said this was like one of the worst movies ever made. And I'm like, you know what? It's bad, it's very bad, but it, it's not <laughs> offensive, like it's actually trying to be charming. It is, and it and it does achieve
1: that. In brief spurts. And I will say the thing that stuck out to me is that, again, I, I said it before they did manage to capture some of that, like Spielberg kid scary vibe where the things were kids, scary. And I, that's, that's effective. That makes a movie good for children. It gets them engaged. It, it, it pulls you in. I um, mean, it wasn't consistent, but yeah, I mean, again, much like the stuff of the alien, it had its moments where it almost worked.
2: But if I were a kid, no. I would like this movie because, right, as a kid, like you root for kids because you mm-hmm. relate to kids, and the kids are the drivers of the plot along with the alien. Like the parent, yeah. the mom is kind of an unaware moron, and yeah, that's why she goes on to be governor of California. It makes sense. Hundred percent. I mean, that's
0: and that's true. I mean, and kids aren't nearly as cynical as as we are. Yeah, and, you so know, it's, like, it's yeah, it's funny that you say that, Thunder's Wizard about about you're surprised that it wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be going into it. And my first question was, is this movie as bad if we hadn't seen Spielberg do it better first? But my follow-up question is, are you as gracious to this movie if you hadn't just spent a month doing what we just did to ourselves (laughs) on this show?
2: I will tell you this. So... Let's see, we did Superman Four, we did Heartbeeps, we did what was the first one? <laughs> tiptoes. I would rather watch Mac and me again over those other three movies. Now, my kids would probably tell you this in Superman Four. Uh tiptoes I wouldn't show them, obviously. I, I don't no. think there's any really reason for them to see that. Don't uh, do that. Yeah. There's no you know, reason there's, for anybody to see that. Yeah, there's the sex scene and whatnot. Uh but well, like heartbeeps, what would what, what would my kids get out of that? Besides like, like uh, okay, are they just gonna walk around the woods, just hating Andy Kaufman and Bernadette Peters for the I rest? I mean, of their and lives. this movie certainly makes more sense than Superman Four does.
0: Yeah, there is a logical
2: plot. Yeah, because everything they shot appears to be in the movie. And yeah, so that and the same can be said for Tiptoes. Like Tiptoes doesn't make a whole lot of sense so it's got the
1: same problems that superman four has there's so much cut out that it feel you feel the the disconnect
2: yeah i so you know what i think that's a good question no i did not feel as bad watching this i wasn't like violently bored and prepared to hit my hand with a hammer to stay awake like i was with (laughs) heartbeats
0: yes (laughs) my my children's laughter also helped carry it carry me through for sure so With that, listener, uh, we're going to get into our second break. We're going to refresh our beverages and we will be back with the Big Mac Trivia Challenge. We'll catch you on the flip side. Welcome back, listeners. We are here for our final segments of the Mac and me breakdown. We're going to be doing our Big Mac Trivia Challenge. It is our standard five-question format. You know what, guys? Admittedly, I didn't think about chime-ins for this one. Uh, does anybody have any good chime-ins
2: for tonight?
1: Oh, you just, Yeah, you're just going to whistle
0: <laughs> at me?
2: I'll just do the Predator uh, musical cues. So. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: certainly any of the pod stalwarts can work. Uh, maybe just give us like a but up, but, but, and we'll get a placement. Yeah. Maybe just yell to be real loud. So yeah. your own I'm just going to say super. So. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it, gentlemen. Question number one Which friend star made their big screen debut in Mac and me? Is it a Courtney Cox? Is it B, Jennifer Aniston? Is it C, David Schwimmer? Is it D, Matt LeBlanc? Or is it E, Matthew Perry?
2: I'm embarrassed that I don't know this. Oh, oh God. Um,
0: uh, I'm loving it. Jumpzilla, what do you have for us? Um, I believe it is David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer, C. That is incorrect. Oh,
2: no. Give me that full airfish. What do you got for C dubs I'm going to go with Courtney Cox because she's the only one I remember being this young in acting. Yeah,
0: so. uh, that would be an excellent guess. However, that is also incorrect.
1: Okay, uh, I just want to say this right now, Bling. Um, I believe it's a, one of the background actors in the McDonald's scene. Is that correct? That is correct. God, I can't. Remember I was who like actually
2: paying attention. I would have noticed. It's it's uh, one of them. I just I thought it was David Schwimmer.
0: Yeah, mm. you can you can barely see her for a second, uh, mm. but it is in fact Jennifer Aniston's first wow. acting gig. Uh, she is. It's in the parking lot bit when they're outside dancing. Actually, mm.
2: oh, you know, uh, she did a movie with a short Irish guy, very similar to this.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I've seen that one.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah,
0: Jennifer Aniston, there you go. Mm-hmm. Question number two. Director Stuart Raffle was recommended to the producers by James Brolin. Uh, those two had previously worked together on a prior film. What was that film? Was it A, Night of the Juggler? Was it B, Skyjack? Was it C, high risk, or D, steel cowboy?
2: Yeah, me, that fellow laughish.
0: What you got there, Thunderous Wizard? Just going with it, Night of the Juggler. I wish that was right. That is an actual <laughs> movie that starred Josh <laughs> I, Brolin. I know. Or, I'm sorry, James Brolin. <laughs> yeah. But but no, that isn't correct. Jumpzilla.
2: For the um, steel. Geez,
0: I think it was it B, Skyjacked. It was not. I threw that one in there as a red herring because of the writing credit on Passenger 57. So it was C, high risk, scoreless. You guys are going for the soccer score tonight. Dang. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, you are, in fact, playing for the uh, teddy bear skin suit that was worn uh, in Mac and Me in the McDonald's scene. It smells
2: like French fries and uh, I imagine sweat. Oh, my God. You have no idea. I would definitely make my son wear that, and I would take him to McDonald's and have him dance on the counter.
0: Well, you've got three questions left, so let's see what we can do. I better win this guy. Do better here. All right, so question number three. Raffle won the Razzie for Worst Director for Mac and Me. Uh, The film was also nominated for Worst Film but Lost. Which movie won? Is it the 1989 Razzies. Question uh, A, Caddyshack 2. B, Hot to Trot. C, Rambo 2. Or D, Cocktail.
2: Give me that photo layer of fish.
0: What do you got, T-Dubs?
2: Okay, so I was going to go with Caddyshack 2, and I think that should be the right answer. But... I- I think it's cocktail.
0: Cocktail, final answer. Yep. You are correct. It was wow. cocktail, which I think is bullshit.
2: No, it is bullshit. That movie was hated on. It was like, it was the FU Tom Cruise movie. It, it's not a good movie by any means. No, it's not but great, but it's I loved certainly it. entertaining. Yeah. It's like, a, it's Tom Cruise's uh, uh, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. Because it's like, this is trash, but it's fun. Yeah, it's- it's better than Caddyshack, too. It's quotable. You've got a great uh, a performance from uh from Coglin, Brian yeah. Brown. Brian Coughlin, Brown Coughlin's, Coughlin's Law.
0: Law. <laughs> I watched that movie again at some point in time, but where he after his first night at bartending, when he rings his sock out, I've been there with soggy shoes behind the bar.
2: Hmm. That's uh that's a thing that'll happen, especially yeah, when you're a flare bartender. Especially when you're a flare bartender,
0: but more importantly, when you're a college bartender and drunk kids just like spill beers across the bar into your lap as you're as you're trying to sling drinks. You know That's
2: that Chumpsell and I worked at the same bar in college. He was allowed to bartend. I was not Fact. because I was not personable enough.
1: <laughs> I mean, fair <laughs> enough. And define irony. Yeah. To, to your point, there, Bling. <clears throat>
0: excuse me. That's also why I always bartended in flip flops. I that's, just went home with sticky, sticky feet. Yeah, that's the grossest thing I've ever heard in my entire life.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was a gross bar. Had a lot of gross. It was not there. not
0: gross.
2: Pulling up the maps behind the bar is is something everyone should have to do once in their life to understand Man. that you should be nicer to bartenders. Be nicer yeah. to bartenders. Mm.
0: All right, mm. uh, one nothing for the thunderous wizard. Question number four, Alan Silvestri has had a great career as a composer and even did the score for pod favorite film Predator, as we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Which director is he most closely associated with? Is it A, John McTiernan? Is it B, Robert Zemeckis? Is it C, Carl Reiner? Or is it D, James Cameron?
2: Give me that for Layfish. T dubs. I'm going to say Zemeckis. That is correct. I have the uh, uh, Who Frame Roger Rabbit vinyl. I also have the Predator vinyl sitting on my wall right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that also encompass
0: has... uh, Back to the Future too. It does. Yes, it does. He has had 19 collaborations with Robert Zemeckis. He's also worked with all of the other directors that I that I mentioned. But he's done 19 movies with Robert Zemeckis since their initial work. We'll call. You know what? Let's call this a bonus question. What was the first movie that they worked on together, and they've done every one since? Sylvester has been on every Zemeckis film since this first one that they happen to be on together.
1: Oh, I should know this. Because didn't, didn't Sylvester do Tiptoes, too?
0: I think Ooh. he did. I think he might have. I don't know he the answer to that. And then John Williams did Heartbeats. Yeah. We know that one. Yeah, I mean, It's really
1: uh, weird. Between the two of those guys, those are the two big names. I'm just going to buy t up some time to Google this. Uh, between those two epic names in the and in the score... Uh, industry in, in hollywood the, the, the sound guys you have got john williams and you've got uh oh, you've Alan got
2: silvestri ennio Morcone, but he's an italian yeah. composer yeah but but, 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 there's
1: a blockbuster i'm not saying that they're the most talented but they're harold faltenmeyer did some of my favorites yeah but those guys but those guys have like they've got the highest highs and some of the lowest lows yeah <laughs> han zimmer's
2: got some low lows too
1: so that's true oh, yeah. bob he's got true romance man yeah.
2: um I'm going to say Back to the Future I I like Zemeckis but I'm not like a Zemeckis diehard so like anything after Back to the Future I remember but I don't remember before Back to the Future so that's my answer
0: it is not Back to the Future Chumzilla you want to venture a guess
1: I'll give you a hint of it
0: 1984
1: I have looked this up so I was close you are close yeah, you're getting there. Man, yeah, I got nothing
2: bland. Michael Sorry.
0: Douglas. Wall Street. Kathleen Turner.
2: Oh. Basic no instinct?
0: Way. Huh. Romancing the Stone. Romancing the, oh,
1: the Stone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's what they, they they ended up on that one together and they've worked together
2: on every Zemeckis film since. Okay. Oh my god. So I was just watching season 3 of uh or no, season 2 of The Righteous Gemstones. Oh yeah. And, great show. and they had like a custom art print with Jesse gemstone and his wife. And it was romancing the stone. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> like <laughs> swinging on the bottom. Yeah, it's just so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. There's some great background jokes, uh, in that show. That show is incredible. It's incredible. Um, I mean, All I'm right. In trouble here. I'm skunked. Yeah. Uh, T dubs, you got two. So technically that that's about it for us, but, uh, Chompy, see if you can stay alive here. So I don't know if you guys know this, but Paul Rudd has played the scene of the kid getting raced down the mountain and into the lake Mm -hmm. every time he's gone on Conan uh, O'Brien. And was like, like, I have a clip from what I'm promoting this week. And then it's always that same clip from Mac and me. That's how I was even aware of this movie in the first place. So the question I have is, the first time Paul Rudd came on Conan and did this prank, what was he promoting? Was it A, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy? Was it B, The Friends finale? Was it C, The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Or was it D, Our Idiot Brother?
2: Oh, uh, give me that fish what you it got? was actually E the Mortal Kombat home release commercial. Should have been that. Uh no, I'm gonna go with Anchorman the Legend, Braun Burgundy.
0: That is incorrect. Chumpzilla, can you steal for a point?
1: I'm loving it. Uh, I'm gonna go for C, the 40 year old
0: Virgin. Another great guess. Oh no. But alas, it is incorrect. It was in fact B, the Friends finale. Wow. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He uh, kind of came on and was like, "Like, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I actually brought a clip from the Friends finale uh, for you guys to see. That's like and the original was like really excited. Rick Roll. Yeah. And then, he, a... and then he did it. Then he did so, it. Wow.
2: Funny thing is, Sill and I were at Stadium, a local Oxford bar, mm-hmm. when the Friends finale aired and it was after rugby practice. And it broke my heart because I've been to that bar. I had literally watched like every episode of friends and I loved that show. And it was years before I saw the finale, which of course repaired my broken heart because Ross and Rachel got back together. I'm tearing up now guys, as I talk about this spoiler alert. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Hey, all these Gen Z assholes who think they discovered friends. Guess what? I was there from the beginning.
0: And I was always a Ross
2: and Rachel guy. Oh
0: my God. Always. Well, T Dubs, that means you are taking home that film-worn bear suit. Uh, congratulations, Thanks. I think. Be fun to see if you you should, you know what? You should bring that to Comic Con next week. That should mm-hmm. be your cosplay. Oh, sure. yeah. Let's Mac and me.
2: I mean, I'll look a little bit like Kramer in Jerry's jeans, but <laughs> let's go be- for it. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So that brings us to
0: recommendations. What do you guys have on tap for us this week? Chumzilla, let's start with you, since you're a selfish bastard. I appreciate that. Um,
1: So I'm going to go with a film that is directed by a guy who I have previously recommended uh, one of his movies as a recommendation. Uh, The film is The Road to Wellville. It came out in like ninety-four, I wanna say.
2: <laughs> so you're like, this movie wasn't weird enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's
1: it's got an all-star cast, it's got uh, Anthony Hopkins, uh Matthew Broderick, uh a couple other people, I'm forgetting who and now. It's about the
2: crazy Kellogg brothers.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's about John Harvey Kellogg. He was like the other Kellogg of the, the Kellogg cereal people, but they were both kind of involved in the creation of cornflakes. But anyway, it, it's sort of like a, a wacky send-up of a, a book written about this uh, Dr. Kellogg character who started like a sanitarium in Battle Creek, Michigan, where he encouraged people to come and partake in his wellness programs, uh, of which a major component was yogurt enemas, like a lot of butt stuff yeah, and he was,
2: he was way ahead of his time because if the internet age existed uh i have no doubt his weird health practices yeah. would have swept the world
1: no he was oh oh yeah and uh, uh john cusack's in it too and so is uh dana carvey uh shows up as well as the the degenerate adopted son yeah yeah it's He's a, a it's weird all... movie it's a really weird movie. It's it's kind of wacky, but it's directed by, oh, uh, what's the guy's name? Alan Parker. Uh, he also directed The Wall, the Pink Floyd movie, as well as The Commitments, which is a movie I recommended in the past, I think on the uh, Kill the Irishman pod, about an Irish uh, soul band. But you know what? The movie bombed at the time. It's sort of gotten better reviews after the fact. But, like, honestly, it's kind of fun to watch. And it's, yeah, it's just in general wacky and entertaining and the cast is great i get good performances out of the key players so it's on tubi and pluto tv check it out the road to wellville it's it's worth your time
2: there's also an episode of the food that made america about the kellogg's that goes into a lot of this and how what's the other big cereal company post Uh, Uh, general uh, mills the guy from post stole The idea for cornflakes from his days working at this sanitary yeah. and it, it's and, and
1: again these guys have the weirdest sexual hangups. there's a bunch of like don't masturbate but put yogurt in your butt like it's or it's, hot uh, yogurt on your toes that's okay that's different though that's totally normal but yeah it's a it's it's interesting and actually you know it's it's a fun take on that but if you like actually dig into this era of like health grifting it's, it's like wow so it's always been like that huh
2: Yep. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of times I'm a big history guy and I think about how dark the current situation we're living in is, but when you look at history, it's always dark. There's always There's some nut I bar thought. or some wacko fringe. And so it, it's just more magnified now. We're just more culturally conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, my recommendation, I haven't watched a lot. I've been back to playing Zelda But uh, I watched 65. It's on Netflix. It's that movie with Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs. Uh, It's not great. It's not good. But it it sure was nice to look at. And I think it was an original idea. And at least they tried something. And it's only an hour and a half long. So give it a shot. Why not? I
1: got to ask the question because I've seen the previews. How well do the effects hold up in that?
2: I think the effects are fine for a movie that wasn't that expensive. Okay, So, yeah. I mean, I mean it's certainly it,
1: are hard to pull I mean, off, right? It,
2: considering, like, uh, some of the Jurassic World sequels, which look fine, but how much they cost in comparison, like, it's a very small movie. It's like the Predator with dinosaurs. And the, the main <laughs> thing it lacks is really creating tension. But I love Adam Driver. I think he's a good actor. So, yeah. Watch it. See what you think. I won't okay. say i it. I'm and a big Adam Driver fan. Righteous Gemstones season three. It's still kicking all sorts of ass. You know why I love the Righteous Gemstones? Because it ex it excellently executes pointing out the utter hypocrisy of televangelists and what kind of grifter pieces of shit they are. And it is wildly and wickedly funny. So great show. watch. Yeah.
0: So my recommendation tonight uh is a movie about McDonald's starring pod favorite Michael Keaton, Uh, go check out The Founder. Uh, It is a fantastic film. I like it very much. Michael Keaton is amazing. Um, Ray Kroc is known as the founder of McDonald's, but he is not a McDonald. He, much like this movie basically just took the idea the McDonald brothers had for their restaurant and then swindled them into some stuff. He was a very shrewd businessman. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can love him. You can hate him. uh, You can think really terrible things about him. But man, was he a smart guy. Uh, But the movie is phenomenal. Michael Keaton does a great job at it. You can find it on Pluto TV and Tubi for free right now. So check out The Founder. You'll really like it the uh you know what blaine that is a
1: really good recommendation because you know in a lot of these biopics people get the kid glove treatment and stuff gets whitewashed a little bit but this movie they make him charming but they don't let him get away with being a dick without being a dick on screen like he yeah he's kind of hateable like you root for him a little bit and then he takes his heel turn and you're like, oh, that's icky. And the movie doesn't like turn away from it. I I, I do like the founder. That's a that's a good recommendation. That's solid. Yeah.
0: They uh yeah, they, they they really don't they don't shy away from the reality of the situation. Um, but at the same time, you know, they don't necessarily indict him for being a very shrewd businessman. So it's no you know, he it's was a big picture guy and he executed it. I mean, if it were if, if it were not for him, McDonald's would not be the corporation that it is today, no doubt. And again, yeah. maybe, maybe that's a bad thing, but it's really interesting. What I loved about it was finding out the fact like McDonald's as a corporation is not really in the food business. They're in the real estate business. And, and that was a really interesting thing for me to kind of find out through this movie. And then I, I learned more about it. So, yeah, check it well, out. Uh, and Michael Pease is always fantastic.
1: Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, but the, I mean, the lesson to be learned here is, yeah, they basically, he didn't invent McDonald's. He did not invent cheeseburgers and french fries, but he invented what is, can, you know, today the modern franchising model. Exactly. That was, that was what he, he accomplished and made a shit ton of money doing it.
0: He sure did. Um, the other one that I'll, I'll put out there—it's uh, just surprising for me because I'm not usually a horror genre guy. But I watched uh, our good friend Russell Crowe in The Pope's Exorcist uh, today on the airplane. It's not amazing. I like those exorcism style horror, despite not liking horror movies very much. Um, I kind of like those. Like I, lo- I love all the Exorcist movies, uh, and if you want to watch it i wouldn't tell you it was a bad idea uh if you like that stuff check out the pope's exorcist i think you have to i need to pay for it right now you know i was on a delta flight so they have some of the the new release stuff out there uh, but yeah pope's exorcist me <laughs> great recommendation right blake
2: <laughs> we'll take it
0: yep all right folks so that's going to wrap up our recommendations. Remember, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Bo Flops. You can find myself on Twitter at Bling Blake. You can find the Thunderous Wizard uh, at Writer Tlk on Twitter. Captain Cash, uh, when he's here, is at C a p t C a s h on most of your social medias, and Chumpzilla can be found at Chumpzilla8 on Twitter. And don't forget our good friend, Mayor McCheese. It is McDonald's Week at Hops and Box Office Flops after all. So you can find him at HBOF McCheese on Twitter. If you enjoy the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And do connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. We'd love to hear what y'all want to hear about. In the end, listeners, remember, remember one thing. Just keep them dancing. And they'll think he's a teddy. We'll see you next time for our first entry in our Hops and Summer Camp Flop series. Stay tuned. We'll see you then.